Hey friends, welcome to Ill-Natured Podcast. Hope everybody's doing good today. This is Michelle. And I'm Alyssa. Alyssa has a pretty gnarly story for us today, to say the least. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't even have words to try to preface this and let y'all know this is about to be a very, very horrible story. It's just, it's just wow. Okay. Um, it, oof. Mm -hmm. Also, I realized that this wasn't as long ago as I thought, like, um, Technically, it started probably about 30, 40 years ago, but it didn't come to light until, like, 2008. Wow. And so, that's, I mean, fairly recent to me. It's yeah, just a little over 12, college. Year, 12 years ago. Graduated college 12 years ago? Stop. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, you might. I don't know. I feel like this is pretty big news, but. I don't, I don't remember it. Is, I don't recognize it. And look, I meant to do this our last episode. I just want to throw out a, a little fact for y'all. And this was from the Brittany Drexel episode. Um, oh my gosh. I forgot my last one to, to give y'all this, this number. All right. So I don't know if you remember part of the story. They were fearful that the wild hogs were going to get Brittany in this area. And I'm here to tell you that is not a real fear. Um, I, It's just not as dangerous as... Some people make it sound. Yeah. We were having a discussion at work. And I was like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and Google this. And I found that only four people have been killed by wild, feral pigs or hogs, whatever you want to call them, since the late 1800s. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a really long time. We don't have hog, like murderous hogs that's running right. around in South so don't be Georgia or South don't, Carolina or whatever. <laughs> don't be afraid. If they get you, you're going to have some, you know, some scratches on your legs some bruising i mean maybe. i'm not telling you to go out there and tempt these wild hogs because right. they can get vicious now but they're not gonna but the just... likelihood that they're gonna take you all the way down and kill you so there you go that's that <laughs> well before we get into the meat of this story and start i am here to tell you for the 50th time mm -hmm. this is just a huge trigger warning this case is so hard to get through um and it's probably just a little bit worse for me because there's a Lifetime movie based off of this movie. You watched or, it. Yeah. Oh, this is a Lifetime movie based off this case. But yeah, I watched it. It was it was horrible. It's so horrible. And you're never going to get it out of your head. So. Okay. The, I'm not going to watch the movie, personally. If you are interested in watching it, I will tell you it is called Girl in the Basement. Okay. Um, but it's horrible. It's horrifying. It's just a just a hot mess express. We talk a lot about incest, Ugh. sexual abuse, rape, Ugh. kidnapping, and what I would consider child abuse. Mm. Um, so if that's not something you can tolerate, and by you, I mean the listeners, because Michelle has to listen to it. Okay. Um, <laughs> skip to next week's episode. And also, when I first started researching this, I was afraid that I wasn't going to find a lot of detail on this case because every, um, every 
site I looked at basically had the same information. It was just That's a brief right. overview, yep. but I was wrong. Um, I have about 13 pages of research, and I'm not done yet. That is crazy. This one is definitely going to be a two-parter. But the book I wanted to share with y'all first. um, This is where I found most of my details. Mm -hmm. It's Secrets of the Cellar by John Glatt. Um, It's a very interesting book. It has a lot of detail. Cellar, like C-E-L-L-A-R. C-E-L-L-A-R. Gotcha has a ton of information in it, a lot of details, um, quotes, a lot. I'm going to give you a lot, but I don't want to give you everything. So I want you to go purchase this book and check it out for yourself. Yeah, books are the best. And like I said, this will probably be a two-parter, possibly three parts, because of all the information that I couldn't just leave out these important details. If If I read it, it, you read it, you have to tell us. I can't not mention it. Today... We are talking about, and also I forgot to get the pronunciation of these, like names that this are is in a different this. country. Yeah, right? so we're yeah. in Austria, and we're so not gonna, we're not, I'm not gonna come for you. I promise. Well, I'll just preface that first by saying this is gonna uh, be a lot of mispronunciations, but we're gonna try the best we can. I'm gonna try, girl. Try. Yes. Okay, so like I said today, we are talking about Elizabeth Fritzel. An 18-year-old girl who was held captive by her own father under their house for 24 years. But before we get into the details of the case, such as things that happened to Elizabeth, we are going to talk about the father first. Okay. okay. Joseph, or Joseph, um, J-O-S-E-F. I'm, I think I'm going to just spice it up and say Joseph. Because that's like probably it. what I it is. I like it. Was born in Austria on April 9th, 1935. Which, fun fact, is my wedding date and I get married in like two weeks. So, at least one good thing that's happening on April 9th. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, This was also the time that Austria was under control by the Nazis. So, not a very good influence for the country and on a young mind, I would say. No. Agreed. It is even said that Joseph and his mother, Maria, were among the crowd that saluted Hitler a day after he claimed Austria. Ew. Yeah. Well, he sucks. We can tell. Oh, it's just going to get a lot worse. Mm -hmm. If you think that's bad, just buckle up. His father would abandon them when Joseph was four years old, Mm -hmm. and later he would die in the war. Joseph grew up hating his father, but adored his mother, thinking she was the definition of perfect. Even though his mother was abusive towards him, and and gave him regular beatings, he even... Oh, this is horrible. He even said she waited years to get him treated for a UTI. A painful what? one at that. Oh, yeah. Years? Yeah. You can get the septic or it can turn septic. And yeah, what? well, she was like, mm, this is not that big of a deal. What? He even said that... Oh, wait, back up. This caused him to become a very strict and disciplined person the way that she... Like, beat him and, like, controlled every aspect of his life. Right. Forced him to be under control and discipline. Yes. Uh, disciplinary, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, years later, and during one of these interviews after he was caught, she he would say, quote, she used to beat me. Hit me until I was laying in a pool of blood on the floor. It left me feeling totally humiliated, humiliated and weak. I never had a kiss from her. She kept insulting me and told me I was Satan, a criminal, and a no good. Satan? The only thing she ever did with me was to go to church. End quote. Well, God bless her for that. 
horrible woman. Didn't really help it much. I'll let you know that, sis. Um, they were so poor that they relied on the money and food from neighbors so they wouldn't starve. So they had to get handouts like constantly. Along with his strict mother influencing him, so was the Nazi army. Mm. I mean, obviously, growing up near the Nazis and Hitler, which is not a good influence. Like, what can you expect out of somebody? Right. And especially if they were the, the folks that were saluting. Yeah, and- like you're already on his team and it just gets worse and worse. Oh. He said that he would see them walk around in town and being praised for their job. I guess. Yeah. And when they walked into bars and different things like that in public, this is when he gained respect for control and authority. Mm -hmm. He saw that they, that's what he saw them as, as somebody that was just right. Powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's when he was like, oh, I can be praised like that as well. And people have to respect them and exactly, you know, or die. Although he did have a pretty rough home life, he seemed to excel in school by impressing his teachers with his smarts, and he was always well-behaved. He did have a lot of friends, but back at home throughout the war, Amstetten, I think is how I'm pronouncing it right, Mm, would always be a target from the Allies, obviously. So Joseph and his mother would stay in a shelter together Many of nights. Yeah. Now, there was speculation later on that Maria had been sexually molesting Joseph over that time while they were in the shelter together. What? Yeah. Um, This would scar anyone, and it sure did leave bad results for Joseph. Um, He did deny any sexual relationship with his mother, but, Mm. but admitted that he had feelings of unfulfilled sexual fantasies towards her. Stop it. Yeah. Stop. He would talk of loving her quote, across all boundaries, end quote, and congratulating himself from resisting to have sex with her. If y'all could see my facial expression right now. What wow. do you think this is bad? I'm 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 so serious when I say trigger warning. Like if that was like, what? This dude is sick. You're gonna be like, what? This dude is sick in like two seconds. Oh gosh. In 1956, when he was 20 years old, 21 years old, excuse me, he married a 17-year-old girl named Rose Marie. Her younger sister said she hated him and said Rose Marie was at his mercy. Mm-mm. In 1967, he was known to have raped a young girl at knife point, but his record was erased. There was a lot of things he did prior to locking his child in a basement. Um, uh, and I think this all comes out after the fact, like, you know, when he gets arrested and stuff. But I did want to mention it. I'm trying to do this yeah. in chronological order. So we might be, I hope it doesn't skip around too much, but I'm trying to do it in chronological That's right. order. It'll make sense. Um, he was also the suspect for two other assaults in the area, and it's rumored that he was involved in indecent exposure and thought to have raped one of his sisters. Oh, my God. At some point, though, Joseph graduated from a technical school with his electrical engineering certification. Certificate? Certificate? Okay, so like I said, after he piddled in that for a while, he bought an inn and a campsite in 1972. Okay. And I don't really hear much more about this. I just thought it was an interesting fact because That's it right. is reported that he is currently a sub- suspect in a murder of a young girl near Salzburg where his inn was, Ooh, was out. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Rosemary didn't care or she didn't know all of this, which I'm coming to find out that I don't think she knew very much or was... And that's the why. Or cared to know, yes. Right. Um, because she continued to be married with to him and they went on to have seven children. Good gracious alive. It 
Mm. It doubles. What? Stop. Okay. All right, go. Two boys and five girls. Now, this is when we get into Elizabeth and her childhood before she, quote unquote, went missing. Uh-huh. Also wanted to point out that I couldn't ever find if he ever sexually abused any of his other children. Um, it's not documented, but it is said that he was physically abusive to all of them. Of course, because his mother abused him, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Now, Elizabeth was born on April 16th, 1966, and Joseph said he had an attraction to her from the very beginning. Stop it. This okay. is her father. Let's oh. just cl- to clarify. F- to clarify. <laughs> yes, to clarify. <laughs> to clarify. And be her daddy. What? Um, he became obsessed with her when she was a toddler and thought she was physically looked like his own mother. Oh my gosh. This guy's much darker and deeper. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna, I literally can't say just wait enough. Yeah. Um, she was beautiful though, and she had thick red hair and a soft, innocent smile, mm. as described in the book. Being the prettiest among the four daughters, five daughters, five daughters. I think. Yeah, five daughters, two sons. I'm um, sorry. Joseph started lusting after Elizabeth. Oh my gosh! Now I will mention this probably one or two more times, but he claims that nothing ever happened. Yeah. Before she was like 18. But this is what Elizabeth says. She told police later that a few months after her 11th birthday, her father raped her for the first time. Mm -hmm. And she was traumatized and never told anyone until her rescue. Mm. Even today, she will not discuss in details the first time that her father assaulted her. That's like how traumatized she was by it. And as she is right. 11? Yeah. Rosemary, supposedly unaware of what was going on, took a vacation to Italy with all the children except Elizabeth for the entire summer of 1977. Now, I don't know why she left Elizabeth. Maybe because Joseph asked for her to. But she did leave her with him alone. And the rapes increased during this period. Even though Joseph always claimed, like I said, and I quote, I am not a man that has sex with little children. Mm -hmm. I only had sex with her much, much later. Mm-hmm. And like, first of all, sir, this is not sex. This is a this is a child. This is your daughter. This, this is, is daughter. raped. Yeah, like, this, this is rape. Incestual rape. Um, the, and I do believe, like, I do believe you're the sick guy that would rape a child. Like, I believe everything. So far, yeah, me too. As she grew up, Joseph became more possessive over her. She had to come straight home after school, and she was not allowed to talk to any boys. She was violently punished for wearing makeup or wearing what he considered to be provocative clothing. (laughs) The more abuse she endured, the more she became a hermit and kind of just retreated into herself. A family friend recalled the slow fall in Elizabeth's personality mm. personality, and noted that she got beatings more often than the other children and over for some, like just small things. Like she was always punished and disciplined. Mm. That family friend also said that Joseph could be such a cool dude in public, but turn into the devil at home. Mm-mm. And this was a friend. Yes. Mm. In the summer of 1981, at the age of 15, Elizabeth left school and started technical school. Now, I do believe this is normal. This is the normal age right. during this time this- to leave school. Right. On the last day of school that year, she told her friends that she wanted to become a cosmetologist, but her father insisted she become a waitress and work at his guest house restaurant. 
One of her friends says she was extremely sad to tell Elizabeth bye after they had become very best friends. She also said that they had promised each other to write letters back and forth, but they lost contact, and that was the last time she ever saw her friend Aww. again. That's always sad. <clears throat> on January 1983, right. On January 28th, 1983, Elizabeth and another waitress friend go out to a bar after work, and Elizabeth broke down about the, the sexual abuse she dealt with at home. So the two girls decided to run away together. When Joseph realized she was missing, he immediately reported her as missing, and they found her and brought her back home. After returning home, Elizabeth just tried to stick it out until her 18th birthday because she figured she'd be able to leave and then never have to see her father That's again. Right. All of this trauma turned her into a wild party animal while at work and at the motel she was working for. She just kind of like lost it, basically, yeah. I would say. A co-worker later said that she was always sneaking out to meet boys and would stay out all night drinking and dancing. When her boss threatened to fire her, she instantly straightened up in fear of having to go back home. Yep. Like, that's all he had to do. And he was like, oh, she's like, mm -mm, I cannot go back. Nope. And stay there. So, she's li is she living on her own now, too? I <clears throat> I couldn't really clarify that. I do think there was, like, um, like college. It was just, like, college. Uh -huh. So. Yep. She would go and, like, learn and, like, work and then, like, come back home like during the maybe had a like that. that's right i got you nice good for her at least she got a little in 1978 was when joseph had the idea of building the room that he would imprison elizabeth in so i wrote like it took him six years to complete it so he started having this idea when his daughter was 12 years old oh my gosh he built this dungeon for the sole purpose of imprisoning Elizabeth as his sex slave. Oh my gosh. And it took him, like I said, six years to complete. But 1984, the dungeon was all finished. And all he had to do was get Elizabeth inside. Oh my gosh. Stop it. His child. It's getting, it's, we're about, about to jump into the worst part of it. Not boy. the worst, but the start of the worst. <sighs> Over those six years, no one ever seemed to question what he was doing. Like, why he was spending all day down there. Like, you were loud knocking. I mean, he's, like, building an entire cellar. Ugh. Or dungeon. It's in the cellar. And it's underneath his house. Yes, underneath cellar. his house. Mm -hmm. He says, and quote, At the end of the day, the cellar of my house belongs to me. It is my kingdom. Only I can enter. That is what everyone who lived in the area knew. That includes my wife, my children, and my tenants. So, also, real quick, like, this was a huge house, and mm -hmm. I believe he rented out some of the rooms to different uh -huh. people. So, there was a lot of people in and out of this home yep. this whole time Elizabeth was <sighs> imprisoned. And not one of them had any inkling of what was going on. Right. Which is how, like, that's horrifying. scary. Yeah. It's horrifying. On her 18th birth birthday in 1984, she was full of excitement for the future. She had talked about finishing her waitress course and wanted to move in with her older sister, getting far away from her father. Um, and that summer, Joseph also seemed to let the leash he had on Elizabeth a little bit loose. So, yeah. he kind of gave her a little bit of freedom, hoping she'd come back. Mm -hmm. She stayed away from the house some, and she started going out with, she started going out more and drinking again. Mm -hmm. She even had a steady boyfriend and was heartbroken when he went to another town for college. 
even though Joseph struggled to let go of the control for a while, he knew that this was painting a bad reputation for herself and he was going to be able to use uh-huh. her wild party animal um, in her disappearance story. Yep. So, oh, yeah. Uh, so, this is the day. August 28th, 1984, mm-hmm. Joseph, Joseph asked Elizabeth to help him carry a door down into the basement and told her to help him attach it to the frame. And this was the door to his secret bunker. Ugh. After it was on, he held an ether-soaked towel to her mouth until she passed out. She was then thrown inside after passing through seven doors. He had, like, a corridor of seven doors what? locking her in, like, the furthest part of this dungeon. That is... Scary. Oh, my gosh. His own daughter. Yeah. Ugh. Then he locked her away in a soundproof hell in the middle of a mattress on the floor. That's all she had. It was, like, a concrete cellar with, a like, a mattress on the floor. Ugh. This would begin his disgusting cycle of drugging his daughter, raping her repeatedly, handcuffing her to something, and then leaving and turning off the electricity to the dungeon. So it was dark, too? And there was no air. Yeah. He would tie her up with an electric cable around her waist that was only two yards long, just long enough for her to make it to the toilet. This was a 15-foot by 15-foot cell. Over the next nine months, she was in there. She fought daily trying to not to become a sex slave, but she eventually gave up. Now, let me jump back to right after she disappeared. Mm -hmm. Her mother did become worried when she didn't come home, but Joseph played it cool and said she was probably, you know, just ran away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that wasn't good enough for Rosemary because the next day she went to the police and filed a missing persons report. But Joseph told police that she probably ran away, like I said, because she had done so in the past, which is another thing he was able to use against her. Yep. And that she had recently been out partying and acting out. He came up with some elaborate scheme to, like, search for Elizabeth Mm -hmm. to fake everybody out, thinking he was concerned when he knew where she was all along. Yeah. Or bruise. Her boyfriend also became worried when he stopped receiving letters from her. And he finally called the house. But, of course, Joseph picked up and he told her boyfriend to never call back and that Elizabeth was unavailable. Mm. Um. That poor guy thought that she, that she had just lost interest in him Aww. and never spoke to Ugh. her again, not knowing that she was right a prisoner. being imprisoned. Yeah. yeah. So in September, he made her write a letter saying not to look for her and that she had run off with a friend to join a religious cult. He <laughs> kept this ruse up the entire time she was in prison. <laughs> she also said that in her letter that if they tried to find her, she would run away from Austria forever. And after that, Joseph drove almost 100 miles to mail it from a different town to throw everyone off. Because obviously, if he mailed it from Amstetten, they would be like, oh, she's here. She's in town. That's right. Um, This was another tactic, like I said, by Joseph to isolate Elizabeth and keep her hidden away forever. When that leather... Leather. God bless. Mm-hmm. When that letter arrived at the Fritzl home, Rosemary was relieved for a brief instant, thinking that her daughter was safe. Right. Not knowing she was locked under her own home. Oh, when they walked around. Oh, my uh, God. yeah. Mm-hmm. Joseph took the letter to the police to prove his point that she had just ran away. 
He had painted the perfect picture, and everyone just thought she was a troubled girl. Soon that relief faded, and Rosemarie went to a depression and gained weight. Joseph would be seen mocking and humiliating her for how big she had gotten. Mm. And, of course, they stopped having sex completely. Ugh. By her 19th birthday, the search for Elizabeth had been called off since she was legally an adult and could do whatever she wanted Mm. to. To celebrate, Joseph took the cable off of her and let her wander freely in her tiny cell. Joseph planned on turning Elizabeth into his second wife, and her will was soon broken, and she stopped fighting back. When she stopped fighting, the rapes rapes didn't stop, but the beatings she took did. How kind. I know. He would bring her comfort items items such as clothes, blankets, and other small presents for her. And he also stopped being as violent during sexual acts. But he stopped using contraception as well. Oh. Later, a professor would say that Elizabeth was a textbook victim of Stockholm Syndrome. Now tell me about Stockholm Syndrome. Now that's like, um, have you ever heard of the case of um, Gypsy Rose Blanchard? Mm, her mother I feel like that's a good example of it maybe maybe not I don't know she loved her mother for a a very long time even though her mother abused her and like made her think she had all these mental and physical ailments I got you so I think Elizabeth just like I don't know if she necessarily loved her father but she kind of submitted herself to him um, and didn't see it as Bad, I guess. I don't know really how to. Yeah, I got you, though. I got you. They don't fight their attacker. Uh Uh-huh. And, like I said, Joseph maintained that he never did anything with her until she was not a minor anymore. We don't. He explained that, quote, this is the sickest. Quote, this is a direct quote from him. And Uh I'm going to finally say the quote after I said quote 16 times. Do it. Quote, pressure to do the forbidden thing was just too big to withstand. At some stage, somewhere in the night, I went into the cellar, laid her down on the bed, and had sex with her. He claims she didn't even try to fight back and only made small whimpering noises as he raped her. Yeah. That hurts me. Oh, yeah. It just makes me, like, want to vomit. It's the... Ugh, yeah. This is such a hard case, y'all. For real. And it's crazy how insane this is, and it's not more widely known. Right. When he was done, he'd sit down with her while she scarfed food down and would tell her about all the things going on with her siblings in the outside world as oh. she was trapped below. Oh. On his way out of the cellar, he would make a point to fidget with a device near the door and tell her that if she tried to escape, deadly gas would be triggered to release and she would die. Ugh. In September of 1986, Elizabeth would become pregnant for the first time and go into a depression, as anyone who is pregnant with their father's child would do. Oh, right. She did miscarry at 10 weeks, and the depression worsened to where she contemplated suicide. Mm. Joseph showed no emotion at all and disposed of the fetus after he turned the electricity off to the dungeon to punish Elizabeth. To punish her for being for getting pregnant or for miscarrying? For miscarrying. What the hell? Yeah. Ugh. 
1987, Joseph began his lengthy trips to Thailand, leaving Elizabeth to fend for herself locked in the dungeon alone. He would pack the fridge with frozen food and just leave. Leave her down there. When in Thailand, a local would note that Joseph was sighted walking hand in hand with a 16-year-old boy. This witness said, quote, he was a disgusting pervert and that regular holiday makers knew what he was up to. Rent boys, lady boys, he would go with anything. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh. 1988, <clears throat> four years after her capture, Elizabeth became pregnant again at the age of 22. She was given books to read to help through her pregnancy, and she was never taken to a doctor or had any medical attention. She went nine months without any medical help. She did not know whether she was even having a healthy baby or if the baby would be delivered alive. This pregnancy was the turning point in that relationship, and it became more of a wife-husband relationship than it did a captor relationship i think is where we get into like the stockholm syndrome yep. of it because she's she's pregnant she has a child now like she's gotta right. do whatever he wants basically yeah because what if he hurts the child oh when she got further along she and was very visibly pregnant joseph stopped demanding sex from her and left her in the cellar alone to deliver the baby what yeah deli- at 22 years old delivers a baby all by herself without medical help. And you know it's not sterile. It's in disgusting there. Like, it's down not there. Clean. Oh my gosh. But she did give birth to a baby girl named I don't know if it was Kirsten. I think I'm, I'm going to say Kirsten. Okay. Sounds good. 10 days after she's born, Joseph returned to the cellar to meet his new daughter/granddaughter because Oh. Yeah. Um, and he told her that the start of their new family, this was the start of their new family, and that she was now his wife, and he expected more children from her. What? Yeah. Don't tell me, Dad. Like, ugh. Oh, Alyssa, this is making my stomach turn. Uh, I told you it was rough, okay, mm. and it just gets worse and worse. Later, he would say he had much pride in starting a second family, and that he was happy to be a father again. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Kirsten was a sickly baby, and she mm-hmm. suffered from cramps and ele- epilepsy and screaming fits. Mm-hmm. Soon after she was born, Joseph started back raping Elizabeth, even in front of the new baby. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, this, I'm getting into some details, okay? Okay. She grew up used, like, she, okay. Beep, beep. Kirsten grew up seeing Joseph rape Elizabeth, and mm-hmm. it was like a normal occurrence to her. This was, like I said, normal to her. Mm. Um, he also let Elizabeth have more freedom now, but still within the walls of the dungeon. A couple months after she gave birth to Kirsten, she became pregnant again. No. She went into labor alone and had a baby boy named Stefan in 1989. Mm. She wrote his birthday down on a small scrap piece of paper like she did for Kirsten since neither of them or any of the children she would birth in the future would ever get birth certificates in the dungeon, of course. Mm. In 1991, Elizabeth got pregnant for the fourth time and by August of 1992, she gave birth to her second daughter, Lisa. With the addition of this third child downstairs, it became more claustrophobic, and Joseph started having a hard time moving around the cellar. Mm -hmm. This is when Elizabeth begged him for more room downstairs for her two toddlers and the new baby to live. 
She also wanted a separate room so her children did not have to watch her being continuously raped. Ugh. Yeah. That's horrible. Right? Ooh, that's horrible. So, in 1993, Joseph agreed to start digging a new passageway for extra space. Um, and he also had plans for a rubber padded cell to continue raping his daughter in. Ugh. Yeah. He made Rose Marie and her children... Wait, wait, wait. Back up, not Rosemary. He made Elizabeth and her children, when they got old enough, to dig out the dirt with their hands to expand the cellar. This expansion took 10 years to complete. Good, great. Yeah. That same year, Joseph began realizing what an extra expense it was to have two families, so he needed to do something to get extra income. He realized that if he adopted a child, he would get a pretty hefty state grant. And so I don't, I don't know if you know where this is going, but May 19th, 1993, he went down into the cellar and told Elizabeth that he would be taking Lisa, the infant, upstairs to raise. He forced her to write another letter. And here, let me read you the letter. Elizabeth wrote, I hope that you are all well. You all are healthy. You will probably be shocked to hear from me after all these years and with a real life surprise, no less. I'm leaving you my little daughter, Lisa. Take good care of my little girl. I have breastfed her for six and a half months and she now drinks her milk from the bottle. She's a good girl and she eats everything else from the spoon. I will contact you again later and I beg you not to look for me because I am well. It would be useless and only would increase my suffering and that of my children. So, first of all, he would have had to kill me before he took my child and made yeah, me stop breastfeeding. Right. Um, and her having to stop breastfeeding. He would have had to kill me a long time ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. But her having to stop breastfeeding her child just broke my heart in two. Like, I can't I imagine my, my breastfeeding journey coming to an end without my consent and so abruptly and harsh. Right. But after the letter was written, he allowed the kids to kiss Lisa goodbye, and he put her in a little bassinet into a cardboard box and took her outside of the cellar. (sighs) He carried her in the house from outside, claiming to have found her on the porch. Mm. A year after she was brought out of the cellar, Joseph and Rosemary officially adopted Lisa. Mm. The welfare officers reported that they were impressed with Joseph and didn't even do a background check. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> he soon realized that foster parents got more money than adoptive parents, so he planned on making more money. He was never going to make the mistake of adopting again. Uh-uh. Like I said, this this is going to back up because I don't know what I said. Mm-hmm. Back it up. After about 10 years without sunlight and being trapped in the dungeon, Elizabeth started suffering from anemia, her teeth started to rot, mm-hmm. and the lack of sunlight caused loss of sense, lost sense of time, inappropriate sleep patterns that would lead to fatigue, headaches, dizziness, and bad coordination. Can you imagine? I know. Like, <sighs> no, I can't. Like, I physically cannot imagine this. And you wouldn't even let her brush her teeth. No. Where he's got a, ugh, just the control, and it's just sick. This was what really bothered Elizabeth because now she had a six-year-old and a five-year-old who would never see the sun or breathe fresh air. They wouldn't attend school or be around anybody but her and her father. Mm. So she taught them how to read and write. She would read them stories and sing them lullabies and raise them as if, it was completely normal. They didn't. She didn't want her kids to know that right. they were prisoners. Right. Um. It's just crazy to me to think that these kids didn't even know there was a world out there. Like, yeah. 
nothing. They didn't know anything. Oh. They were born into a concrete cellar and thought this is normal. Right. And just, oh my, at least they didn't know anything else, you know? Like, I mean. It's probably easier to cope that's that right. way. That's right. But like, what a shock it is I'm trying to, to when they get back in the world. How I would react to that situation. It's not even the realm of my, I, I can't even. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Um, June of 1993, she began pregnant. She became pregnant again, and in March of 1994, she gave birth to another little girl that she named Monica. Her children were there and helped her deliver the baby the best they could. God bless. Yeah. And the only thing to help with her pain was aspirin. In December of that year, Joseph went back downstairs and prompted Elizabeth to write another note. No. So this is kid number two that he is stealing from her, basically. Mm Mm-hmm. She wrote, I'm really sorry that I had to turn to you again. I hope Lisa is doing well. She must have grown a bit by now. Monica is now nine and a half months old. She was breastfed for seven and a half months. She now eats almost anything, but she still likes the bottle best. After that, he went upstairs, left her in a stroller, and ran to a payphone to call his wife, pretending to be Elizabeth, and tell her that she left another baby with them. Rosemary was in shock at first, but notes that it was unexplainable how Elizabeth knew the family's number because it wasn't in a phone book and their number had changed since she went missing. Uh-huh. But I guess she didn't, like, question it too much. I mean, she did take the information to the police and the prosecutor's office, which was responsible for abandoning children. Right. So they tried to find Elizabeth, but, of course, did not get any new leads. And the Fritzels were now legally Monica's foster parents. Mm-hmm. And he was now getting that state. That fat check. Yeah, state grant. Elizabeth became pregnant for the fifth time and gave birth on April 29th, 1996 to twin boys named Alex. Twins? Yeah, oh Alex gosh. and Michael. Well, this is about to rip your heart out, so just wait. Aww. Soon after they were born, as in like three days, um, well, this all happened within three days. Mm-hmm. Michael developed respiratory issues and Elizabeth begged Joseph to take him to a hospital. She tried so hard to save her son's life, mm-hmm. but three days passed and he died in her arms. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? And How does this girl go Kirsten on? and Stefan oh. were there watching. No. Yeah. Stop. I'm oh. I'm upset. Yeah. This is the worst part. Just I was about to say. One of the worst parts. Mm-hmm. Joseph became irate and took the baby's body and threw it in the incinerator, which was used to dispose of trash in the cellar. No. He was furious because he wouldn't take the baby to the doctor. Yeah. After that, Joseph continued to relax the leash on Elizabeth a little more, knowing that she would obey him with each child she had. If she obeyed, her children would be safe. And he took advantage of that. He brought in a radio, TV, and VCR. He smuggled in carpet, table, chairs, and kitchen utensils along with the aquarium for Stefan. Elizabeth would continue to teach them about math, history, and more. And after her father would leave for the night, after she finished appeasing him. Yeah. Like, the rapes did not stop this whole time. That was insane. She was raped, like, daily. (sighs) Elizabeth would lay in bed with Stefan and Kirsten and tell them about her childhood and the outside world, but was extremely careful to not let them know they were prisoners. Joseph would also bring smaller presents for the children and silk lingerie that he thought was sexy for Elizabeth. Ew. Uh... Yeah. 
Now, a side note that, like, just some of this stuff that happens in this case blows my mind. Like, how, like, how was it never discovered that she was down yeah. there? These packages that had the lingerie and the underwear that he bought for her was purchased with a credit card he had registered in Elizabeth's name. And all of these packages came to their house with her name on them. Okay. Like, you'd think seeing her name repeatedly on packages would have alerted somebody. Suspicion. Yeah. But it never did. And um, he made Elizabeth dress up in these different outfits he bought her and made her watch hardcore porn on the TV. After that, Joseph. Of course. That's why he brought the TV to her. It wasn't for her. No. After that, Joseph forced her to reenact his favorite scenes. Uh-uh. Yeah, and after he was done, she had to go cook them a meal while Joseph watched TV and spent time with the kids. He would sit there and brag about the other children that were upstairs and all the accomplishments they achieved and different things like that to the other children. What a bastard. Ugh. Yeah. Alyssa, this is horrible. And I keep reminding, like, this is his daughter. Yeah. Ugh. August 3rd, 1997, Elizabeth was forced to write yet another note, and Joseph took her 15-month-old son, Alex, upstairs. That's the twin that she Uh had. Um, When the third child showed up on the doorstep, his sister-in-law asked if they should try and find her, Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. But his reply was, there was no point. Mm -hmm. Because she's in the cellar. Yeah. The family had always believed she had run away on her own, and they never thought to question it. Upstairs, the three children thrived. Lisa and Monica went to school in Amstetten, where they were excellent students. Monica had suffered from a congenital heart defect, but with surgery, it was corrected and she was fully recovered. The children upstairs were allowed to have friends and go out. They dressed well and went on vacations to Italy and Greece with Rosemary. For a while, the children called Rosemary and Joseph Mama and Papa. But when they started school, a teacher told Rosemary that she needed to tell them who they really were in regards to who their biological mom was. Because if she didn't, it would hurt them to find out the truth later. Mm-hmm. So from then on out, they called them Om and Opie, I think. Or Ope, Om and Ope. Mm-hmm. Um, which means grandma and grandpa in German. Right. They had a completely different life than Kirsten and Stefan downstairs. Mm-hmm. Which, <laughs> it just blows my mind. Yeah. Many of the neighbors and the Fritzel's friends pitied Rosemary for having to raise her grandchildren because everyone thought Elizabeth was just a deadbeat mom. Mm. Which is another thing. Like, after every child that was dropped off on their doorstep, they ran a news story on it. Basically saying, look, this this horrible mother keeps dropping her children off. Like, having children one after another and dropping them off at her parents' house to raise. And so he got pity, I'm sure. Yeah, and, like, they just portrayed her in a horrible light. Because Joseph had them all fooled. Ugh. In late 1999, he was so confident in his hiding abilities and the lies that he had created that he led fire inspectors into the dungeon for a normal routine inspection just yards away from Elizabeth in the dungeon. They inspected the furnaces that three years prior helped burn Michael's infant body and everything checked out. The Fritzl home met official requirements. And they left. Now, just another tidbit of information about Joseph and the horrible person he was. Mm -hmm. He started going to a local swingers club where he would meet his friend Paul Stoker. 
Stoker recalls Joseph telling him, quote, someone of our age can have a lot of fun with sex. He said you needed to take three tablets, Viagra, Levitra, and, oh, I'm going to butcher this last drug, but Silas, C-I-A-L-A-S. C-I-A. Cialis. Cialis. I've seen okay. the commercial. There we go. I mean, Cialis. Yeah. Viagra, Levitra, and Cialis. Levitra, yeah. Levitra. Anyways, the pills kick in one after the other, and you can go for it like a bull. Joseph was 65 years old at this time. Ew. Yeah. A week after that, he walks into the club with Rosemarie. Now, Joseph sent Rosemary to stand in a corner before he hooked up with some younger woman, 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 as she watched them. What? Yeah. Who is Rosemary? His wife. I know, but I'm saying, who is this bro? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, For some reason, she was okay being treated like shit because she stayed with him and they celebrated their 44th wedding anniversary that year. Hmm. She was very good at playing the perfect wife and mother yeah. and like they had some just beautiful life together mm-hmm. elizabeth had been in the cellar for 18 years at this oh my point gosh. yeah and she was suffering from gum disease which caused her to lose her teeth and her bright red hair faded to a gray in her mid-30s mm. she, was de- she was just deteriorating Aww. slowly and she had no teeth at this point no i mean she has no sun no vitamin d no yeah. fresh air nothing and, like, they constantly fight colds, and the only thing they have to treat anything that any of them get is aspirin. <sighs> she got pregnant Ooh. again in early 2002, even though she was struggling from various health conditions. This pregnancy is the last time she would get pregnant. He, Joseph stopped demanding sex from her. Oh. Yeah, he was no longer attracted to her anymore. Well, of course not, because he had put her down there and ruined her yeah so i mean i'm assuming it was because of the way she looked or that she was just getting older i don't know if he was just into like 14 year olds or what but um he did stop demanding sex from her so the last um six years in the cellar she wasn't being raped well but um investigators believe that he turned his attention to kirsten who was no. 13 yeah no i mean i don't think it's confirmed anywhere but that's what but, investigators I mean, believe. looking at who this guy is it's yeah. not super surprising they think he started grooming her to take over her mother's uh, duties as he called it i'll give him that tv december 16th 2002 elizabeth had her last child who was a little boy named felix felix she was Able to keep and raise the baby because Joseph said Rosemary could not raise another child. He then randomly brought in a washing machine washing machine so she wouldn't have to hand wash their clothes anymore. Joseph did make her write a note to her mother saying she had given birth to another little boy, I guess, to just keep Rosemary in the know. Right. April 9th, 2005, Joseph's 70th birthday. He still had Elizabeth and her now three children underground in the cellar. Rosemary threw him a huge party, and all of his children came except the ones that were locked away, of course. Mm-hmm. And that August, Elizabeth had spent her twenty-one had spent twenty-one years in captivity. Joseph was officially retired as well, and was showing signs of slowing down due to his age. 
Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth took advantage of that and pushed him more and more for better conditions for her and the children. Yep. She never thought of escaping. She never thought it was going to be an option. He had brainwashed her into thinking they would all die by gas if she tried. Oh, so sad. Now, we're going to get into a couple of sadder things about the children. Yeah. Okay. At 15 years old, Stephen had grown into a tall teenage boy, but since the cellar was so small, he had to crawl around on his hands and knees to move around. What? Yeah, I think the cellar might have been, like, five foot five, like, the height of it. So, him being a taller person, he had to, like, crawl around. It was easier for him to do that. They all had terrible physical posture, and they were all anemic, not to mention they all had weak immune systems. Yes. The winter of 2007 was bad for all of them downstairs due to a very cold and harsh winter. Like Elizabeth, Kirsten's teeth were falling out, and all of them down there had the flu, coughing attacks, along with heart problems. Joseph brought some over-the-counter drugs for them after Elizabeth had begged, but nothing was working. Felix, the four-year-old son, and Kirsten had it for the had it the worst. Both were running high fevers, and Felix would shake for hours while Kirsten had screaming fits. Oh. So Elizabeth stuck down there in the cellar while her children are all sick and like. Right, dying basically right. and couldn't do anything about it. Joseph began getting tired of everything it took to feed and clothe four humans downstairs, so he thought about having he thought about what he should do with Elizabeth and her children. He contemplated bringing them upstairs and having some good explanation for their sudden appearance, or he was like, mm, I could just kill them all, but realized it would be a lot harder to get rid of all four of their bodies and not get caught. Oh, so Joseph later said that he knew he was getting old and quote, knew in the future I would no longer be able to care for my second family in the cellar, end quote. So by Christmas, he had a plan to bring them upstairs and use his lie about the cult and then being treated badly there to explain all the mental and physical conditions they suffered. Mm-hmm. He made Elizabeth write a letter to the family saying that she was tired of the cult and wanted to come home. Joseph said, quote, if all goes well, I hope to be back within six months, and then mailed the letter miles outside of Amstetten, timing it to where it would arrive by Christmas as a present to Rosemary. So he planned on June, he was going to come down there and get them. This is crazy. No, this is insane. Like, this is the most insane really? case I've ever researched in my life. Yeah. And, like, this is a very, very brief overview. There is so much more in the book. But by April of 2008, his plan was falling apart because Kirsten had become extremely ill. She started having seizures due to not having enough fresh oxygen, and the aspirin she was given wasn't fighting the infection at all. Mm-hmm. Kirsten had a mental breakdown and began tearing her own hair out by handfuls. No. Yeah, like my heart breaks. It's just, I mean, we're kind of going on, on, up the hill a little bit. Like, I yeah. don't think I'm going to bring you back down too much more. But good. But this is, you know, still hard to listen to. Yep. Her child slowly dying in front right. of her. April 16th was Elizabeth's 42nd birthday, and Joseph came into the cellar to bring her a gift. But she begged him to set Kirsten free so she could get medical help. This is when Joseph realized that the 19-year-old girl was not going to last too much longer in the cell. So, he waited for Rosemary to leave for her annual vacation so he could take Kirsten 
to get some help and then return her to the cellar where we'd finish staging their return. Mm-hmm. But the following weekend, Kirsten continued to get worse. She began cramping and having convulsions, biting her lips until they bled, and then she lost consciousness. Mm. Rosemary had left for Italy by this point, so Joseph changed his plans. He made Elizabeth write a note to the doctor explaining what was going on with Kirsten. And since Joseph was older, he had to get Elizabeth's help to carry Kirsten out of the cellar. April 19th was the first day in 24 years that Elizabeth had seen the outside world and took a breath of fresh air. 24. 24 years. Almost a quarter of a century. Wow. But it ended as soon as it started because she got Kirsten out on the doorstep and he took her back into the dungeon and slammed the doors. Upstairs, he dialed 911 saying he found an unconscious young woman on his doorstep and he watched the windows as EMS loaded her onto the ambulance. Three hours later, he drives to the the hospital, wants to speak with the doctor regarding some vital information about his granddaughter. He had spun this web of lies about Elizabeth and the cult, and he asked the doctor to heal Kirsten and get her out of the hospital ASAP and not talk to police. Mm -hmm. Later that morning, a cop showed up at Fritzl's door. Joseph manipulated the police with this cult story and produced the letter from Crispus. And produced the letter from Christmas. Christmas. I thought that was somebody's name. I was like, oh, I love this. It's so fun. Christmas. Christmas. No, no. He had provided the letter from Christmas to the police and they left. The 21st of April, Joseph got a call from the doctor saying Kirsten's condition had worsened and she was on the brink of death. Mm. He said he wasn't sure what was wrong with her, but she had suffered multiple organ failures and was in a medically induced coma. Mm. This is April 21st, like I said. Mm -hmm. He said it was vital to contact Elizabeth to save Kirsten's life. Joseph said he had no idea where she was and then he hung up the phone saying he had to go. That night, there was a news story on Kirsten and had the doctor on TV begging for any news on where Elizabeth could be. What? Joseph immediately. Oh, just wait. He immediately called Rosemary and told her to come home that Elizabeth had dropped off her sick daughter on their doorstep. Mm-hmm. That next morning, the police, the press, the press, excuse me, was at his door asking for an interview, expecting a calm, concerned grandfather, but they were met with an irate man who cussed them out and berated the doctor, Hmm. saying he had caused a lot of trouble and told them to never come back, throwing them off of his property. Mm, That's an odd reaction. Yeah. Thinking, like, like, we're going to beg for Elizabeth to return home. Right. Him with a heartfelt speech on television. You know. No, they caught him acting like a fool. Mm -hmm. That Wednesday, the police had come back to collect DNA samples from Joseph, but he denied. Rosemarie and the three children did give samples, but he always had an excuse as to why he couldn't. He was scared that it was going to show that he was Kirsten's father. Which it could have. It definitely would have. Yeah. Down in the cellar, Elizabeth was concerned for her daughter, but Joseph didn't say much except that she was recovering. Then one night, she saw the news story about her daughter and saw the pol- the daughter pleading for any information Aww. on her. When she saw this, she confronted her dad and demanded to be let out temporarily to visit the hospital and help save Kirsten's life. She promised she would start- return to the cellar after this. Mm. That Saturday, Joseph released Elizabeth and her children 
But before doing so, he made Elizabeth promise she would continue the charade of the cult and abandoning the other three children at the doorstep. Mm -hmm. She agreed, and they were taken upstairs. Now, when they were taken upstairs, Rosemary was gone at the time with the other children. Mm -hmm. But it had been 8,516 days since Elizabeth was first taken into the cellar. When Rosemary returned home, she found Elizabeth and her children on the couch. And when Rosemary and Elizabeth saw each other for the first time in 24 years, they were just overwhelmed with emotion, as you can imagine. Yeah. Like, this is the first time she's seeing her mother in almost 25 years. Like, I can imagine what they looked like, too. Like, they were probably pale. Oh, and... yeah. We're going to get into more of their physical description, oh. probably in part two. But Elizabeth was finally able to hug her mother, like I said, and Rosemary was extremely excited to see her daughter, but she barely recognized her due to all of her issues. Some sources say that she looked like she was in her 60s, that Elizabeth and Rosemary could pass as sisters. That night, Joseph called the doctor to tell them Elizabeth was home, and she said that, or he said that he was going to bring her to the hospital, but like, again, to not call the police. Mm-hmm. So that should be sending off red flags that he continues right. to not ask for the police. Yeah. Elizabeth was able to leave the house for the first time in almost 25 years. Gosh, that just flies. Ah. I know. I have to keep repeating how long she was in yeah. there because it's insane. Oh. The doctor recalls seeing Elizabeth for the first time saying she was strange and he wanted to ask where she had been for all those years, but it wasn't his main priority at this point. Like right. he was trying to save Kirsten's life. Right. Elizabeth told the doctor what she knew about Kirsten and her symptoms and how she tried to treat the issues at home, I guess you could With say. With aspirin? At home. Oh, yeah. But then abruptly said she had to leave. So as soon as she left his office, the doctor called the police. Mm-hmm. Before being able to leave the hospital, Joseph and Elizabeth had been caught by police and taken into separate rooms for questioning. Uh-huh. And get this. They weren't even pulling them in to question Joseph at first. It was because they thought Elizabeth was a horrible mother. They were questioning her and trying Uh to get her on child endangerment Uh and abandonment. Yep. So, it's sad that the questioning focused on her and where she'd been and why she was negligent to her children. Uh. For hours, Elizabeth didn't say anything and would stare blankly at a wall. Because, one, she's traumatized. She's terrified. Yeah. Um, I mean... Her children are back at home. One of them's sick in the hospital, and she's been when you think tortured about, for right. 24 and years. she's only talked to her captor. Like, yeah. you know, she hasn't carried on a conversation with a... Oh, I mean, that's just like a culture shock for real. Yeah. Um, yeah. Elizabeth was finally able to say something after being gently coaxed and being promised she would never have to see her child or her dad again. She broke down and told them everything. Over two hours, she told authorities everything as they took note of the shocking tale of her 24-year imprisonment. She told everything from the abuse starting at 11 to being kidnapped on August 28, 1984 and being repeatedly raped by her own father and had his incestual children. Oh, 
incestual. I think that's the word. Yeah, yeah. She told them that her father forced her to give up three of her children and how she watched one of her twins die before Joseph disposed of the body. She finished her story up with Kirsten's sickness that started their freedom. And when her story was over, investigators had eight large sheets filled with details. Mm -hmm. The district governor says it still sends shivers down his spine. As it should. Because, like, how can you imagine hearing that story? No. Like, as professionals, like, how, I wonder like how they, they see, I was about to say, oh. they see and hear a lot, but this is by far the most gruesome and intense case yes. that anyone's probably ever heard of. Yeah. Like, mm. I will mention another case, probably in part two, that was kind of not really connected, but happening at the same time. Right. Um, but, like, I think 2008... Was in the middle of the Cleveland Cleveland kidnappings yeah. as well, and that was brutal. But like this is, I hate to say it, but it feels like so much worse because it was by her own father, right? And she had children taken away from her. She had multiple children. Yeah. Like this, this is just crazy to see during like the two thousands when a lot of these these prisoners escaped captivity that happened for years can't even wrap my Years, brain yeah. around it. Like, I'm biting my fingernails. I'm just a nervous wreck over here. This is nuts. This is psycho. This is insane. Um, This is when they finally turned their attention to questioning Joseph. At first, he said he didn't want to talk about it. He wanted to be left alone in peace and saying that he was sorry. Eventually, confessing to building, and du- the, building the dungeon oh. and locking up Elizabeth, claiming it was for her own good because she was a difficult child. Yeah. Yeah. He admitted about the incest, but careful to not give details and saying that it was never forced. Which, just because she's not fighting back and screaming doesn't mean it wasn't forced. Like, you raped her for, well, I guess, what, 18 years? Right. Yeah. Because he was done with her. I mean, and she tried to escape the first nine months of her captivity and realized this was going nowhere. Right. And she had children. What was she supposed to do? He was asked what would have happened if Joseph had died during one of his vacations. And he says that he had a door, a, he had a timer on the door to free them if it was past a certain time frame. He also boasted about his final months of preparation to free Elizabeth and her children. He was asked if he regretted anything and his response, his, ugh, his response is literally going to sicken you. Oh, more than I'm already? He says, quote, Why should I be sorry? I always cared for them. I meant it well. I saved Elizabeth from drugs. End quote. Oh. My. Gosh. Yeah. Like, what? Ugh. You started supposedly saving her from drugs by raping her at 11 years old? I gotta see Oh, he, he's gonna make guy. you vomit. Yeah. What's his last name? Fritzel? Yeah. F-R-I-T-Z-L. Um, imprisoning her for 24 years and forcing her to get pregnant nine times by her own father is saving her from drugs. Oh, my God. I think you could have done, what, like, about a million different things than yeah. that to stop her. Mm-mm. No. One of the police that were there said he showed no remorse for anything and that he thought Joseph honestly believed he was doing nothing wrong. So, we are going to stop right here. Okay. At least I left you off on them being rescued. 
Um, but the, the part two will get into um, the aftermath of all of it. Um, we'll talk about how the kids seem to react to being on the outside. We'll talk about Kirsten's um, time in the hospital and kind of like how Elizabeth and her children are doing now. We'll also talk about how Joseph tries for the insanity. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Insanity plea or whatever you want to call it. And that trial a little bit. Um, so... I'm looking at his picture right now, and it's just so hard to imagine that a, a living human... There's also some pretty interesting... I'm sure Alyssa will post pictures. Oh, all the pictures um, of the house, of the, the layout. Now, I will say, I'm going to be digging super hard to find a, some pictures of Elizabeth and our children. But And I'll explain it a little bit more in part two, but it's... I don't think I'm going to be able to find them after their captivity. Yeah. Because it... it they, once they were all taken to, like, basically a safe house, they were locked away, like, press, nothing. And this was, was in 2008. Yes. There was, there's hardly anything because they're trying to keep their appearance and everything like that. Right. Hidden. Yeah, like, they don't. To protect Exactly. Them, they don't probably. want them humiliated. And, That's right. So they just try to keep it. I think the press and everything was overwhelming them. Anyways, well, Alyssa, that was traumatizing, and Well, wow. I worked on that case until about 2 a.m. last night and had dreams about it, so... Oh, gosh, that's horrible. I'm never doing a case like this again, like, right before bed, because I'm telling you, I did not get that's good sleep. That's right. Well, it'll probably stay with you for longer. Randy Stephen Craft is still not completely erased from my head. Ah, yeah, yeah. uh-uh. No, no, no. Um, but... Yikes. Wow. Okay. Did so, not expect... I mean, she tried to warn me. I I tried to warn you all. I, I really did. Not did. expect all that. Yeah. Uh. Uh. No. 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 I'm anxious to hear part two. Part I hope two. They're okay. They are. Um. That's all I'll say. I'll give you the uplift in Is part two. Is the dad dead? Can we say that yet? Or you? Know? I think he's in prison. But I haven't even finished my research yet. Like. Yeah. I still have a lot to go through for the trial and, like, how they're doing today. But I do know they're doing well, and they're still... They all got new identities. Um, Good. Yeah. And I don't... can't. No, no, no. I don't even believe they live in Austria anymore. Like, I think they had to move somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. But, um... All right. Well, that was intriguing and disgusting. We'll leave and... you with that. Tune in to part two. Mm -hmm. Either... This is going to be releasing on a Tuesday, so I don't know. And I do believe this is releasing on the Tuesday of the week of my wedding. Yeah. I think. Or the is week it? after my wedding. Close to my wedding. So, I'll be a when married woman. Yeah. When, it, when this is released, you'll be a married woman. I'll be a married woman. woman. I will be wow. a miss. Miss? Miss? Missus? But we will leave y'all with that. Tune into part two to finish the tale of Elizabeth Fritzel mm -hmm. and Austria's disgusting incest case. Yeah. So, yeah. like always, you need to follow us on Instagram at Ill Nature Pod. That's right. Did I get it? Yes, yeah, right. right. On Facebook, Ill Nature Podcast, Twitter, Ill Nature Pod, I do believe. Feel Nature Pod, we do believe. If you're on Twitter, please follow us because we love you. Send us emails. Emails. IllNaturedPod at Yahoo.com. And like always, share, share, share. 
rate, review, and subscribe. You got to hit that little plus sign on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, mm-hmm. and anywhere else you get your favorite shows. We love you guys. So we will catch y'all in part two. Yep. Hope you're having a wonderful day, a wonderful week. A wonderful life. Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right, friends. We will see you next time.